We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. From Canisius College, Professor Bob Klump joining us on Hardline. Professor, good morning. Good morning. And Professor, I, you know, obviously all the talk um, Friday, Saturday, and I, I'm sure it will continue today, is the decision to reverse Roe ver, uh, versus Wade. Before we get to that decision, take us back fifth, almost 50 years to the decision that put the Roe v. Wade um, into the law books. Well, of course, you're, you're referring to uh, Justice Blackmun's decision uh, almost 50 years ago. Uh, in Roe versus Wade, which uh, found that uh, there is a constitutional um, right uh, of a woman to have an abortion. Uh, Justice Blackmun's opinion was then and has been in the succeeding 50 years uh, very controversial. Justice Blackmun based the decision that there is a constitutional uh, right to abortion on uh there is no explicit, of course, protection. There's no mention of abortion in the Constitution. But Justice Blackman based it upon the right to privacy, which he attributed to a number of provisions of the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment, and as encompassed by the 14th Amendment Due Process Clause, uh, the court majority in Roe versus Wade concluded that there is a right to an abortion. And then, of course, the court, in a very controversial portion of its opinion, the entire decision was and remains controversial, said that, well, the, the court essentially imposed a regulatory scheme on abortion, dividing uh, pregnancy into three trimesters and uh, ruling that for the first trimester, basically a woman had an unlimited uh, right to an abortion, that after the first trimester, the states, in the interest of protecting fetal life and maternal health, could impose restrictions upon that right. After Roe versus Wade, of course, there ensued decades of litigation over the precise contours of that right. And then in 1992, in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, a case in which um, there was the expectation 30 years ago that a majority of the court, with changes in the court's composition, might overturn Roe versus Wade, a narrow majority of the court affirmed the essential holding of Roe versus Wade, that there was the right to an abortion, but in affirming it, uh, basically uh, jettisoned a lot of what Justice Blackman had written in Roe versus Wade. And now the court said the right to an abortion was uh, a liberty interest protected by the 14th Amendment Due Process Clause. 
but the court in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, even though the majority upheld the right to an abortion, uh, most of the restrictions on abortion that were at issue under Pennsylvania law, the court affirmed. And then that brings us yeah, that brings us to now. So you said in the 90s, there was this thought that that might then overturn uh, what was Roe versus Wade. Uh, what made for you know 2022 to be the year that it finally uh, got overturned if you know for the last 30 years there's been that worry in the in the thoughts of many well of course the litigation continued and one can't deny that what led to the decision in Dobbs was a change in the composition of the court um, Justice Alito and Justice Thomas who had been previously appointed prior to Donald Trump to the court, uh, had uh, dissented in Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, but what has happened over the last couple of years, of course, was the addition of three new justices to the court, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Coney Barrett, and Justice Kavanaugh, uh, who have now voted with Alito and Thomas to basically overrule both Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And now looking at this, yeah, there were two separate votes, right? There was a 6-3 in the in the court decision, but then there was a 5-4 to overturn Roe versus Wade. How did that work out? Well, basically what you're referring to is the fact that uh, Chief Justice Roberts, although he concurred in the judgment of the court, the judgment of the court, that would be uh, the court's decision to uphold the state of Mississippi's uh, ban on abortions uh, beyond, I think, 15 weeks, uh, he said under you know, under the court's precedence, Mississippi's ban on abortion at a certain point could be upheld, but he didn't see the necessity of overturning Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And you might say he dissented really from the five members of the court who voted to overturn both Roe and Casey. Chief Justice Roberts, at the oral arguments in the Dobbs case several months ago, and um, in his concurring opinion that was released uh, a couple days ago, his position was, well, uh, you know, we should retain Roe versus Wade, that a woman has the right to choose to have an abortion, but we should uh, we shouldn't establish any bright lines in terms of viability or the number of weeks. We can leave that for another day. Right. So he ultimately did not go along with uh, with anybody else on the court, really, neither with the dissenters. Uh, who would have upheld Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey and would have uh, struck down Mississippi's uh, law, uh, nor did he agree with uh, the five members of the court who voted to overturn Roe and Casey. Now, obviously, this at the Supreme Court level, um, you know, now given to the states, but we hear all this talk, um, you know, the president needs to do something, Congress needs to do something. With a case like this, what could a Congress, Senate, the president do in um, uh, in retaliation, I guess is the word I'm looking for, to the Supreme Court? What, what's something that Congress could do um, to bring back some of those things from Roe versus Wade? Well, I think I could go so far as to say that it's not going to be possible for Congress to, first of all, politically, um, there aren't going to be the votes. Uh, some uh, some Democrats uh, and, and critics of the court's decision have suggested that Congress could nationalize a right to abortion. Well, there's a couple problems with that through legislation. First of all, um, politically, 
it's not going to be doable, given the composition of Congress right now and the fact that you have at least one uh, Democratic member of the Senate, Senator Manchin, uh, who who has indicated his opposition to abortion, at least extreme forms of abortion. Uh, so he's not going to go along with it. Um, and, of course, we're only a few months away from, uh, you know, the midterm election. The expectation is the Republicans will at least retake the House of Representatives. So politically, that's not going to be feasible. Even if it were feasible politically, constitutionally, uh, it's questionable as to what the basis would be for Congress nationalizing the right to an abortion. I suppose they could try to do so under its power to regulate interstate commerce, as odd as that may may sound. But Congress has based a lot of national regulations in the economic realm and the social realm on its ability to regulate interstate commerce. The argument might be, well, by restricting abortion in so many states, um, you are um, you are preventing women from moving who, women who think they might need access to abortion from moving to states that ban abortion entirely. So that might be one approach. But I think, again, it's politically it's politically kind of dead in the water, uh, at least right now. As to other things Congress might do, there's going to be a lot of creative attempts uh, at the at the uh, federal level and at, at state level to uh, um, to if not nullify then to limit the reach of the court's decision in Hobbs uh, maybe through I mean there are now um, medicinal forms of abortion and you know um, uh, Congress might attempt to ensure that women who try to obtain them uh, from another state in which they're allowed and have them mailed to them would be protected but uh, but now, there's going to be a lot of litigation. I mean, this this is certainly not going to bring the court's decision is not going to bring litigation over the issue of abortion to an end, but it is going to um, it is going to move it substantially, I think, to state legislative arenas. And you already see uh, the fights developing uh, in in those states in which the the effect of the decision in Dobbs is going to be to um, to uh, revive or reinvigorate longstanding prohibitions on abortion that were in effect way back at the time Roe versus Wade was first announced. And those um, uh, those provisions have lain dormant, dormant over the past 50 years because of the court's decision in Roe essentially nationalizing uh, the right to an abortion. But now a lot of those provisions are going to be automatically revolved or revived rather. And in states like Michigan, where you have a Democratic governor and a Republican legislature, uh, there's going to be attempts to uh, to um, reverse those earlier laws to repeal them. Because, again, the court's decision here says um, the states can do as they choose pretty much about regulating abortion. Right. So states that now ban abortion could uh, could allow it and states that allow it could ban it. So much of the fight is going to be at the state legislative arena. And that, as you said, is the discussion that will uh, we'll keep going on. And it's getting a lot of the attention of the decisions from this week. But another decision in the, uh, in the courts that was released this week that had to do with New York was striking down a New York gun control law that required people to show proper cause. That one was six to three. What does that mean for us here in New York State? Well, what it means in New York, New York was one of the six states uh, that uh, that require a, a showing of proper cause in order to obtain a concealed carry license. Right. 
uh, and uh, as interpreted by the New York courts, uh, to show proper cause, person applying for such a license or a permit had to demonstrate a special need to carry a gun in public places. Now, the court's decision. I think there's been a lot of uh, uh, a lot of hysteria, and, and understandably so. I mean, given recent events with with mass shootings in, in Buffalo and down in Texas, and preceding going back to Columbine, 20 or so years ago. Um, but I think what shouldn't be overlooked, and I would refer people who are really concerned about the effect of the Supreme Court's decision in the Bruin case. Okay, I would refer them to Justice Kavanaugh's very short three-page opinion, which makes it clear that all that, I mean, this is perhaps something of an exaggeration, but all that the court's decision in Bruin means is that New York, like 43 other states, when it issues, uh, when, it, when it provides for the issuance of a licensed applicant to obtain a concealed carry permit, uh, they can still require that the applicant do things like undergo fingerprinting, a background check, a mental health records check, training in firearms handling, and the like. Okay. Secondly, as Justice Kavanaugh emphasizes, going back to the court's original decision uh, in the Heller case back in 2008, which said that the Second Amendment does provide uh, an individual with a right uh, to a firearm for protection, okay? In that decision, and I'm quoting here from the Heller case, which Justice Kavanaugh quotes, nothing in our opinion in Heller should be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings. So sensitive places, the emphasis here. That is going to allow New York State, and already there's an effort underway, given what the court said in Heller, that the court can ban weapons in sensitive places, and it gave a couple of examples, schools and government buildings. I predict that the New York legislature is now going to uh, adopt a law or amend laws that would extend the definition of sensitive places to things that are, for instance, peculiar to New York City, like subways. Um, so there is, I think, ample room for New York State, despite the Supreme Court's opinion in Bruin, to adopt legislation that is going to restrict the locations in which individuals, even though they now are going to have to be issued a concealed carry permit, if they satisfy criteria like mental health and age and, and, uh, uh, and fingerprinting and the like, New York is, is still, I think, given ample room to regulate the places, the locations, say schools, for instance, would be another example, which the court has hinted uh, would be another another special, a sensitive place, rather, I should say, not special place, a sensitive place. Uh, New York is going to have ample room to expand, I think, the definition of sensitive places so as to restrict the locations in the public domain in which individuals who even those who have a concealed carry permit are going to be allowed to carry guns. Moreover, as Justice Kavanaugh, I think, suggests, uh, private businesses, and this is already happening, private businesses uh, would have the ability, uh, like shopping malls, uh, to prevent uh, to prevent individuals from carrying guns, even if they have a concealed carry permit, 
onto those premises. Looking into Monday, uh, more decisions to come down. Is there anything, uh, what should we be looking for in particular for these remaining decisions? Well, the remaining decisions, none of them, to be honest with you, I can't, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember which decisions uh, remain to be issued, but none of them are of the blockbuster vicinity that the two decisions, one might even say the three decisions, because the court issued in an ordinary term or an ordinary day in which the court, uh, a week in which the court hadn't been issuing these truly blockbuster decisions in Dobbs and Bruin, uh, the court's decision in the Carson case uh, freedom or religion, uh, which we haven't talked about, but the Carson case is noteworthy too, because in that case, the court uh, struck down uh, a prohibition in Maine, in Maine when, uh, uh, when uh, some localities in Maine and rural areas don't have public schools. So um, to over-summarize uh, Maine's law, Maine allows parents and those uh, parents of children in those districts that don't have public schools to send their kids to a private school subsidized by the state of Maine, but Maine had prohibited uh, uh, prohibited parents from sending their kids to church-affiliated schools. And the court struck down uh, that limitation uh, by the state of Maine. And that in and of itself is a tremendously significant decision because it constitutes a further dismantling of the the wall of separation, you know, going back 50 years after World War II, a majority of the court um, endorsing a metaphor used by uh, Thomas Jefferson in a private letter saying that the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment erects a wall of separation between church and state. Well, in recent years, going back about 30 years, a majority of the court has been uh, has been, one might say, dismantling that approach to the Establishment Clause. And this is a further um, confirmation of what the court has been doing uh, in that area. So that decision, too, has, has gotten kind of lost in the shuffle with all of the concentration of the, uh, of the court's decisions in Dobbs and Bruin, but it deserves attention. And the dissenters in that case, the three liberal members of the court, certainly uh, – issued a very vigorous dissent saying, you know, this marks a complete uh, dismantling of the wall of separation, uh, which they feel should remain as the approach that the court uses toward um, challenges to governmental action that are said to violate the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Professor Bob Klump from Canisius College, thank you so much for joining me this morning. You're welcome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.